Welcome to the Buddy Brown Podcast. Breaker Breaker 1-9, put that song on that gets all my patriots fired up over there. We're gonna paint this country red like Reagan. Gonna shoot our guns, gonna eat our bacon. There's a great big bald eagle who's smiling on us. And soldiers who died for your privilege to fuss. If you wanna leave, you can't take it no more. And I'll show you the damn door. Well, top of the morning, y'all. Welcome to episode three of the Buddy Brown Podcast. This is fantastic to have y'all here. We are growing like a weed, as we say down here in the South, every time uh, we get more and more downloads. So I just appreciate it. Please keep sharing it. Please keep uh, telling people about it while you're driving to work, while you're at work, while you're coming home from work. Just great windshield time stuff. Uh, just hope it makes you laugh. Hope it educates you. Hope it inspires you. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things today. First off, this might not seem like a big deal to any of y'all, but I reached down underneath my trailer uh, to put my side-by-side on the other day. I was taking the trailer off the truck, and I sliced the end of my finger right off. I mean a deep, thick cut. Now, the worst part about that is down south, we got crawfish season coming up real, real soon. And all you Southerners, you're already leaning back. You know exactly where I'm going with this. I got to get that sucker healed up. Because when crawfish gets in a wound, it is the most blood-curdling, horrific pain you've ever felt in your life. It's also just never, ever can get in your eyes. There's something about the juices. Um, but it will tear you up, son. And I have got to get that healed. I got Neosporin on this thing like 15 times a day, keeping it covered up with Band-Aids. But um, it's bad. Now, this all reminds me of a little story I want to tell y'all, and the next segment is going to be called When Northerners Come Down South, (laughs) because I got a doozy for you back in college. Now, first off, there's a difference between Yankees and damn Yankees. Y'all understand this? Yankees are people that come down south from the north. Damn Yankees are Northerners that buy property. <laughs> they don't know if you ever knew the difference, but that's what it is. My roommate in college at Mississippi State, he had a cousin that lived in Boston. And old Boston came down here. I think his name was Robbie. And look, you come down south from the north, we are going to be just as gracious and hospitable to you as you ever imagined in your entire life. We ain't going to give you no problems. We might mess with you a little bit. But uh, if you come down here like Robbie did, there might be an issue. When Robbie got off the plane, first thing he did was start criticizing Mississippi. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Well, back in Boston, we do it this way. Uh, You know, how come there's this? How come there's that? How come y'all talk funny? How come y'all dress funny? And Robbie would just not leave it alone. Well, my roommate was a real nice guy, uh, and he just, he had a long fuse. But you could tell... As the night was wearing on, uh, you know, his fuse was getting a whole lot shorter. So the thing we did was we we wanted to treat him to a good old southern crawfish boil. Now, everybody does it different. Everybody's got their patented way, which is awesome. It is like a religious experience down here. It can take between one and two hours. It's really more about the drinking than the crawfish pot, if you really ask me. But everybody stands around. They visit. We don't talk in the south. We visit. They stand around the big pot. You get to just smell that aura and the aroma just pouring into the air. You're torturing your neighbors. Everybody wants to come over and be a part. And old Robbie is still just going to town. He is, he's bad mouthing the South at every, you know, turn he gets. And finally we get to the big presentation where everything's done. The crawfish is in there, the corn, the onions. 
the peppers, the shrimp and crab bowl. I mean, everything is inside that pot. It's done. We pour it out on the picnic table, and the picnic table is like 12 feet long. And it's just this big moment where you just take it all the way down the table. You've seen the advertisements and the commercials about that kind of stuff. Everyone's just hooping and hollering. They can't wait. They're standing there just licking their chops. And old Robbie from Boston sits there and says, what's what's with this here? <laughs> you know, he goes, well, you know, these aren't as big as the lobster that we have uh, up in Massachusetts and they don't taste it. How come how come there's not enough meat on these things? I mean, he's just going to town. But what Robbie didn't know is what happens when these hellacious juices of crawfish get inside your orifices of your body. So my cousin, who had finally let his fuse burn all the way out, looks up at old Robbie, old Massachusetts, and says, Robbie, you got something in your eye right there. You got to go get that out of your eye, son. Robbie itches his right eye. He goes, no, no, your left eye right there. And it hadn't been enough time. So he just takes his hand. And he goes right over to the left eye and he sunk deep, deep crawfish juices into both eyes. <laughs> Robbie is just screaming. He's wailing. He is, he's had just pitching a big old Massachusetts fit. We're all having the time of our lives. Give me some water. Give me some water. <laughs> My roommate just hands him a beer, and he pours the beer in his eyes. He's still screaming. He's going crazy. But that is what happens when you come down here and you take advantage of our gracious, wonderful, once-in-a-lifetime Southern hospitality. We don't take kindly to being made fun of. <laughs> now, Robbie ended up apologizing, and everything was fine. But I'm going to tell you, I've got a bunch of family up north in the Midwest and it gets cold enough to freeze the balls off a pool table up there. I mean, good Lord, I can't imagine how in the world y'all get 14 layers of clothes on, a jacket, another jacket for your jacket, a hoodie, a scarf, and then all of a sudden you realize, dun, 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 dun. I got to pee. <laughs> you're taking everything off. You're trying to get back in there so you can either stand or squat. I don't know how you do it. I'd be banging my head against the wall. Uh, you know, y'all might think you're tough, but Northerners, uh, they'd be having heat strokes in 80 degree weather down here. 80 degrees, complete heat strokes. You know, y'all want to talk trash about us canceling school with one inch of snow, but, you know, I'd say quit worrying about us and figure out how to make tea correctly. <laughs> I'm just messing, but we got lots of stuff we can go back and forth. I've toured all over the Midwest. I've went up all the way to Bangor, Maine. Look, these people are phenomenal. They're just like me. We got along fantastic, but uh, it is so much fun to mess with each other. You know, I found that Northerners love to say stuff like the uh, the South couldn't handle this, you know, but I'm going to tell you, I bet y'all couldn't, you know, you've probably never been waist deep in a complete fire ant hill getting torn up by fire ants, fighting off mosquitoes while it's 115 degrees in the dark, have you? <laughs> because that's quite an experience. Um, you know, talking about the city versus the country, uh, I get so mad just coming from Mississippi. We all wave to each other, and maybe we're just spoiled rotten, but it ain't that kind of wave where it's one of those like obligated waves. You drive by somebody, and they do the obligated waves. It's it's like a genuine hey, because we know who you are, and all these small communities all across America mostly do that. It is so strange to me when I go and visit my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law up in Atlanta. We go there every Thanksgiving. And in their neighborhood, it's Atlanta, big old city, you know, metropolis. Ain't nobody 
waves to nobody up there and I make it a game. I just start waving to every single person or I'll even talk to somebody. We're walking in top golf. I'm like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And they look at you like, what, what are you what are you talking to me for? What do you want? I don't want nothing. Just saying, hey, just trying to teach you not to be a hole. Because down back in South, we we uh, we like to talk to each other. We like to know who's around. And if that's not too much of a problem for you, then uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and wave. You know, the funniest part is a little habit that I have started just recently is I have taken it to the point where when somebody doesn't know who I am, especially. Uh, and, and I will shake their hand and I'll just shake their hand just a little bit too long. You know, there's there's like an unspoken rule where it's like a, maybe two seconds or so. And I'll just kind of hold on for just a little bit. I'll give them eye contact for just a little bit. But it's not garbage. It ain't BS. I'm, I'm genuinely trying to get to know these people and genuinely giving them a heck of a first opportunity to get to know me because I'm an open book. And I really love when they think I'm just some kind of weirdo and they find out later that I'm famous or whatever. And everybody's like, oh, do you know who that is? And then all of a sudden they want to be my best friend. I'm like, nope, you had your chance. (laughs) I was trying to get to know you a minute ago now. But, you know, I feel like that is something we have definitely lost as a society from COVID. Uh, We all stopped shaking hands for a while. And then when we came back, I feel like it's just as shallow as it used to be on some aspects. So when I teach my boys, I say, you shake a man's hand, good Lord, especially if it's a girl's daddy. You go up there and you shake his hand like a man. You let him know there's a man behind that handshake. You give him eye contact. You say, yes, sir. And you better be listening. And these are the kind of things that I really, uh, I teach them over and over and over again. And for the love of God, if you ever get in, invited inside, don't you dare ever go inside and sit in her daddy's recliner. That is a cardinal sin in the South. He will take you out to a place and bury you in a place where only he and God knows about. <laughs> I promise you, do not ever sit in daddy's recliner. <laughs> oh, that sound of the crazed redneck means it is time for the quote of the day. The quote of the week today, y'all, is... It was so cold outside this morning that I saw a Democrat with his hands in his own pockets. <laughs> Boy, I love that one. By the way, this episode is brought to you by First Cup Coffee. They're out of Texas. You need to get some. I told you it fires me up every single morning. feel like I got shot right out of a cannon. Go to firstcup.com. Choose your coffee. They're all fantastic. I think you're going to love it. All right, Shaw. Well, Joe Biden has announced that the nightmare of years of peace and prosperity are finally over. He is in control. Y'all better be so glad that I'm not president right now. I can't even imagine how good things would actually be. It's just unbelievable. If you read the news, the last week, a U.S. general has come out and said he predicts war with China by 2025. Awesome. I know we're all fired up about that. And the reason is he says it's going to be over Taiwan. Now, I know I'm just a country boy, but... Let's use a little bit of common sense here. We're going to go send just billions and billions of dollars, if not trillions, of resources to go fight a a war defending Taiwan. I looked it up. It doesn't even look like we have an official relationship with them. We've got a a great, like, unofficial relationship with them. But Biden's saying we will absolutely defend Taiwan. You know what? It's like living in a great neighborhood. And then 
you know, over the hills and through the woods, you hear this other neighborhood and they're always fighting and stuff's going on. And that's the neighborhood where gunshots are going on. And, you know, that's the neighborhood where the cops are always getting called to. But your neighborhood is always safe. There's no crime. Nobody's breaking into anybody's cars. We're barbecuing on Friday night and everything is great. That's America. The cops and the shots fired and all that kind of stuff, that's China and Taiwan. Look, I don't wish anything bad on Taiwan at all, but can we not leave anything alone? Can we not just concentrate on our own dadgum country? Hell, I don't even pay attention to hardly anything that goes on outside of Mississippi. When do y'all ever see me leave the Deep South? I hardly ever. There's got to be a dang good reason or something I really, a cause or an event that I'm really excited for. Big concert or something I really, really believe in, I just don't even bother with it. So why do we have to constantly patrol the whole world? I just, I'll never understand it as long as I live. You know, I did a video right before Christmas, and it was talking about if they reinstated the draft in 2023. Or forget the year, you could say if they reinstated the draft in 2025. What would it look like? And I wanted to just bounce it off of so many Americans, I wanted to bounce it off of veterans, I wanted to bounce it off of just everyday folks, and the most interesting part was, you definitely had your guys that said, I served in, in Vietnam, I'm 72 years old, I'll still pick up my rifle, I'll still go fight, and you had a whole bunch of people that said, look, I served, uh, it's a different ball game now, it's over, we're not fighting for this commander-in-chief, you have a whole lot of different stuff, y'all, I just want to tell you, I live each day holding on to every single bit of joy that I have. I don't believe America is going to be along, around a whole lot longer. And I'm not laughing about it. I'm not saying it with a big smile on my face. But I am saying it with an assurity that I know where I'm going when everything is over. If they want to just go ahead and send us all into World War III, well, then we're all screwed anyway. Just love your family. You know, eat some good meals. Have some fun with friends, and just go all out and live each day. That's what I'm trying to, to tell y'all anyway. You know, my peace is with Christ. I really, really hope you have that. I really hope that's something that you think about every single day because if you're driving right now, every single building that you're looking at, every single uh, business, everything that we've built in, what, 245 years of being a country, being a nation, Jesus said not one stone will be left stacked on top of each other. It's all going to come down. He's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. And it doesn't matter if you believe that or not. That's just what's going to happen. I'm telling you because I love you. And I just want you to know and understand there was a pastor that said the other day when he was looking around at the world and how everybody is just on edge waiting for something terrible to happen and hoping it doesn't. He said, is it all falling apart or is it all falling together? And that was pretty haunting because anyone who's read the book of Revelations understands what he means when he says, is it all falling together? It's just part of the plan. So I just do not allow myself any kind of negativity because my trust is in the Lord. And whenever he's going to call us home, whenever he's going to let these kind of events scatter all across the nation, all across the world, it doesn't matter if you've got a bunker 72 floors below the earth's surface that's nuclear proof and <laughs> murder hornets proof and COVID proof and all this kind of stuff. It doesn't matter because there's going <laughs> to, it's just not going to be worth sticking around for. I used to be this big prepper and all this kind of stuff. You know, I started thinking about the fact that our pastor said the other uh, Sunday, 
He goes, look, when Jesus comes back, all those guns you got in your safe, you don't need no guns. The sky is literally going to be ripped in half. The moon is going to go dark. The sun is going to go dark. Wars and pestilence is going to be all over the earth. I'm sorry. I, I love y'all to death, but your ARs and your AKs and your cannons, even if you've got a F-35 in your backyard, <laughs> a fighter jet, it ain't going to make no difference. So get your peace right with the Lord because this stuff is happening more rapidly in our lifetime than ever before. Uh, if you grew up like me, I was born in 82. We were the Oregon Trail generation. We were prepared for like, uh, you know, 19th century <laughs> stuff. When you think about the education we got, it definitely did not, nothing could have prepared us for the stuff that we're encountering right now. I would have never imagined smartphones. I would have never imagined the internet growing up. Uh, I would have never imagined the ability to just have all this instant knowledge by Googling something. And it's faster and faster and faster. Computers are catching up with our brains. My brother-in-law who's in uh, computers, he's like, you know, this stuff is going to basically reach super intelligence, which means they're going to be as smart as a human brain within, you know, estimated eight years. No one exactly knows what's going to happen with that, but we have artificial intelligence taking over so many things that Americans should be doing where there's not going to be any truck drivers in a few years. Things are going to be driving themselves. Uh, people are writing essays and writing papers and writing all kinds of things through AI. It's not even a human being writing them anymore. And in a way, I'm kind of thinking maybe that's going to be even better for someone who just wants to leave their original mark. I don't care how good a computer is. It can never match the human soul. But with all the chaos going on and all the rapid changes, I just want to tell y'all, the reason I'm smiling, the reason I get up just fired up every single morning, and the reason I have that get up and go is because my faith in the Lord is unshakable. And if you're worried, if you're stressed, if you have that anxiety, you really might need to check yourself on that because the whole world could be falling apart. And I'm just going to be looking to the sky, y'all, because that assurity is so deep and it's just so awesome. Uh, <laughs> I just can't shake it. I've got the same uh, outlook every single day. Look, it's a, a cloudy sky where I'm at right now. Been raining for a couple days. Every reason to get upset, every reason to be down, every reason to maybe have an excuse to, to run a little bit slower today ain't going to happen. It just ain't going to happen. And I feel like that's the mentality that uh, it takes years to develop. But if you really, really just bond that relationship in Christ, that um, there's just nothing like it. Like I've, I've said a million times, why do I do this? Why do I follow him? Because there are over 4,000 religions on planet Earth, and there's only one empty tomb, y'all. Only one. I'm not saying any of the other people who pioneered a lot of things were bad people. Some of them were amazing, incredible, remarkable people. However, they're still in the grave. They're still dead. Jesus got up. He was, he is, and he always will be alive. And uh, if you just have that assurity, you know, I'm not trying to preach at you this morning, but I feel like this podcast needs to cover both ends of the spectrum of, uh, you know, taking stuff from comedic to dead serious and, and to, to really try to paint the picture of where I'm coming from in life because I really want y'all to have this kind of happiness and peace. It's not, uh, it can't be manufactured and it can't be forced and made up. It is, um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing when it's all tuned in right. It has to be a daily check to make sure that uh, that you really are. Well, God bless y'all. I really appreciate you tuning in. Um, hope you enjoy my crawfish story with my buddy up there in the Northeast. 
my finger is uh, looking a little bit better. <laughs> Let's see if I can get a big old mess of uh, crawfish really, really soon. And I can't wait for episode number four. Got so many stories that I want to tell but by the pipeline. I appreciate y'all uh, tuning in to all the YouTube videos that we're doing. They are just going phenomenally well. And I never imagined we'd be closing in on a, on a million subscribers. So just appreciate you so much. Hope this finds you great. Y'all be good. We're gonna paint this country red like rigging. Gonna shoot.